Good afternoon, Wyndham and Willimantic. It's Tuesday, and you're listening to The Neighborhood. This is Anita Sebastian with my co-host, Ernie Eldridge. Well, Anita, i got to tell you, if, if I don't fall asleep, it isn't because we don't have a fine guest tonight. It's because I um, got up at 2.30 and jumped into the truck at 3 and got over to Brimfield for 4 and just got back home. So Brimfield is a token up there. Boy, I'll tell you what, hundreds of dealers everywhere. And just uh, If you don't get to Brimfield... You should. How's that? It's going to be a beautiful week for it. Sometimes some weeks are terrible rain, but this is going to be a gorgeous week for Brimfield. So we were there one time when it snowed. Too. It did. We were absolutely right. We were <laughs> there one time when it was 130 degrees out, yep. but, uh, and that was one of our best shows, believe it or not. I guess we had good stuff at that time. So, I'd like to thank uh, uh, Willie Radio for allowing us on the air here on uh, 1400 AM and 95.3 FM, and Matt behind the dials that always makes us sound fantastic, always calls the shots. And uh, we are um, sponsored by Casella Waste. Uh, actually, it's, it, I always know his Willie Waste, so I guess it's part of Cassette. This guy here will tell us all about it is what he's going to do. So, Anita, why don't you... Our, our guest with today is Mark Morgan from Casella Waste. And Mark, what's your big title that you, you know, have to have on your business cards? So my, my business card says Strategic Account Manager for Municipal Services. And uh, just want to thank you both for having me here this afternoon. Really appreciate well, this opportunity. Well, it's our pleasure. So anyways, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into the junk business? I mean, how you got into the, <laughs> <laughs> the waste business. Sure. So um, it's... It's one of those situations where, you know, very often if you ask somebody, how did you get into the field that you're currently working? And um, it's, it's not always what you planned. Uh, sometimes you just fall into things. And this was certainly one that I fell into and have enjoyed every bit of it. Uh, I went to college, got a degree in environmental policy, have always been passionate about environmental issues, and had the opportunity to work for uh, the college doing recycling through work study, got a job part-time working at a transfer station to help pay the bills for college, and then now all of my work experience is waste-related, so went from there to managing a transfer station in New Hampshire to I was at one point the recycling coordinator for the state of New Hampshire, then I ran a landfill for 22 towns in New Hampshire, and Worked in New York a little bit. Now, Casella's out of New Hampshire, am I correct? Uh, Casella is headquartered in Rutland, Vermont. Rutland, Vermont, Mm -hmm. okay. So just over the border, over Route 5 or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, they they started in 1975 with uh, one truck. Um, So humble beginnings, Mm. for sure. Um, They're in Rutland, and now uh, they are... They're a, uh, they have about 900,000 customers throughout the Northeast. Uh, Casella is now the largest uh, recycler in the Northeast. Now, you cover several states, do you? Not just Vermont, I mean, in Connecticut. I mean, you do other states, do you? Yeah, yeah. We, um, we are in Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, okay. Massachusetts, Connecticut, New York. Uh, and recently, we're, we're working towards Pennsylvania, Maryland, wow. Uh, through a, a new acquisition. How did you miss out on Rhode Island? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Interesting. So so it, it sounds like uh, the 
owners of this business started the same way that uh, probably Willie Way started. How's that? I, you know, the, the Vivos. You yep. know, but you know, I, I'm old enough to remember their grandfather who uh, had the place, original place there, and and we used to take the newspapers down to him. Sure. Boy Scouts is what we did. You know, so and it evolved is what it did. And you know, Jimmy, the the father, uh, the, he uh, started more and more and more and more. But the boys really built it up, I guess, is from what I can understand. Yep. So. But, uh, and Mary Lou was uh, just very much involved. The mother was really very much involved. So what what difference does Casella do than Willie Waste does? Or maybe you have thoughts of what you'd like them to do other than Willie Waste. Uh, so what Casella brings to the table is, yes. is a larger organization. Um, the people that worked for Willie Waste are still there, um, you know, so same drivers, a lot of the same people in the office, you know, bring some Casella people in, but there's a, a lot behind that name. Uh, there's a lot of resources and smarter people than I'll ever be um, that are available to help make things run smoother, answer questions that are more difficult. Um, we're all wanting to recycle and compost as much as we can. So there's other programs that are being tried in other market areas that we're able to to look at and expand into to new areas like the Willimantic, Eastern Connecticut area. Now, do, now do, does Casella own any place where this residue goes to? Let's put it that way. I, I guess is uh, so. A landfill to, is that? What, yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Yep, know, do they, they own landfills? Yes. Or, okay, they do. Okay. Yep. Okay. Is that in Pennsylvania or something, or is that? There's um, there's a few landfills in New York. Some of those are private public partnerships where they work with a municipality and they they run the landfill okay um, there's a couple in Maine uh, there's one in New Hampshire there's one in Vermont okay uh, that that Casella owns and operates so it's well I know that you pick up our stuff from our transfer station and take it over to your facility I guess it does and gets dumped there and then from there it gets on rear on train tracks does it so so it depends on what it is okay um, and you know Majority of Connecticut's waste is brought to a waste energy incinerator to extract the energy potential out of that waste, produce mm -hmm. electricity. Um, but there, there's a, there is an amount that does get shipped out okay. uh, via rail, and well, so I, I we see, take I advantage see of cars local. And rails. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, we take advantage of the local waste to energy incinerators. Okay. On occasion, those incinerators are down for maintenance, yeah. so we do ship stuff out. Um, but yeah, we do use the uh, the rail cars to ship waste um now you brought uh, it looks like a whole new fleet of trucks in or you're trying to bring a whole new fleet of trucks in which sounds pretty good <laughs> they look yeah, what, what what should people expect is there a change in any of the routes is there a change in anything like that now you're corporate i guess so so maybe you don't know some of the answers to everything so but um, so some of the goal Casella's got a number of climate initiative goals. Okay. Um, you know, to reduce our impact on the climate. And some of those um, goals are accomplished by doing things like route optimization, making sure that trucks are going down streets that make sense. And, you know, well, that would make as sense, far yeah. as picking stuff up makes yeah. sense to reduce yeah. fuel consumption and time and things of that nature. So, and also replacing trucks with fuel efficient vehicles. Casella has a couple of electric vehicles that they're trying. Oh, interesting. Um, so we recognize that 
fuels are changing. Vehicles yeah. are changing. We have a, a number of vehicles that are compressed natural gas. Again, not here because of just the availability of some of those fuel types. Um, but we're always looking at uh, alternatives. Well, that, that makes sense. I would think about, you know, I mean, electric vehicles have been around a very long time. Yes, they since have. the turn of the century, okay? Yeah. And I mean, trucks that rumbled around town were electric trucks, you know, so you would think that that would work out well if you could get it accomplished, let's put it that yep. way. So, but um, You happened to be at Rotary today, and there was a question that was asked at the lunch table, and that was if you have, say, plastic containers, um, should you rinse them out before putting them in the recycle bin, or is it okay just to throw them in as is? So <laughs> it's, it's important for people to understand where their recyclables go um, to really fully appreciate that question, um, and it, or maybe just the answer. Um, it's really nice to rinse out your containers, absolutely. The first thing that people should do is, is initially just make sure there's nothing else in that recyclable. You know, if you're recycling your water bottle or a jar of spaghetti or whatever, make sure the contents of that are out because uh, that affects good recycling. You know, if that water or spaghetti gets onto other recyclables, it contaminates that. Casella has a program called Recycle Better um, where we help educate the public about how to recycle better. Uh, so removing the contents is, is step one. Um, now, what do you do with the residue of that spaghetti or whatever? A quick rinse, you know, helps everybody. Um, it helps with, you know, managing odors, and it's just removes some of that unpleasantness that might otherwise contaminate other really good recyclables. Now, you have mm -hmm. some, do you not, big machines that uh, things go onto and it re not recycles it. It's, it spits it out, whatever, metal here and Sorts. glass here. Sorts, yeah. that's the word I need. I couldn't think about it. Go ahead. Yeah, so there's uh, um, technology now used uh, throughout the industry where they use robotics or op optical sorters, things of that nature, um, that help sort out the recyclables. And we still, you know, there's still a lot of people employed there that manually pull material out for quality control and, and things of that nature as I well. I can remember back a number of years ago, Rotary, uh, and we're talking Rotary because Mark is going to be a member of Rotary and Lita is the new president, and I'm still a, a member of Rotary. And uh, But there was a program, and, and Tommy had us in. They probably won't allow us now, but uh, I think it was Timmy, not Tom, uh, had us in, and we were pulling uh, five-cent cans out of the machine is what we were doing. So it was hand sorting it. So there still is a lot of hand sorting, is there? There's, yeah. Yep. There, I mean, there's, a, there's an amount of the wrong thing gets in there where stuff is, is removed before it gets into the system. You know, and then again, more quality control throughout the system to... Um, because people routinely do it wrong. I, they're hoping that something's recyclable. They see that it's plastic, and, well, I'll, I'll just throw it in there, and it, it can Cross really... Cross my fingers that it's so, going to work. So, and it so, can really so be a problem. is it better to throw it in the garbage if you're in doubt, throw it out? I when mean, you're in doubt, throw, throw it out, out. Okay. yes. Because it's sometimes it can create problems with the machinery. There's things that in the industry are referred to as tanglers, which get wrapped around machines like bags. Call them alligators if I yeah. <laughs> get underneath your feet, get everybody yep. right. You got it. <laughs> yeah. So we want to keep those out as much as possible. 
Okay. Well, that, no, that's good, you know, because people sometimes wonder, you know, they, they really want to recycle, okay, but people don't always know what is, you know, and there were so many variables, let's put it that way, you know, you had to have a number seven container, or a number five container, or a number this on the bottom, so yeah. you had to read everything. To, and, and is that still in vogue, or is that? So uh, those numbers can be helpful, but from a consumer standpoint, it, it's not always helpful. Um, okay. And there are some containers who are starting to not include those. I, I dare you to find a number on your 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 water bottle there. It, it could be challenging to find the number one on that bottle. Um, so, you know, we try to get people to look for shapes. You know, bottles, jars, jugs. Okay. Um, it's just easier to understand. Uh, like I said, the our website, casella.com, has a lot of information on their Recycle Better page that, that instructs people as far as what's in, what's out. Things I know like you, you used to, when I, when I was the mayor, we used to uh, get paid for recyclables, but I don't believe we do anymore. And I guess it's because of the challenge of people putting things in. Is that, is that basically That is market? a contributor. Um, people putting the wrong things in requires more people to pull them out, so there's a lot more effort going into mm -hmm. how we manage recyclables. Yeah. Uh, current markets are very different than they were several years ago the cost of everything is more expensive you know so it's it's a very different world than it was 10 years ago now what about I, i'm going to ask you a few questions mattresses seem to be one of those things that just cost an awful lot of money to get rid of you know and, and my understanding was when you bought a mattress you paid extra so that you you didn't have to pay to get rid of it but it seems like you got to pay to get rid of it now is that is, i think now I'm not, I'm new to the area, so okay, I don't know. Okay, well I know the town will take mattresses. Yes. Okay, but I, as a business person, cannot just take it to the town. Okay. Correct. So I have to put it in a dumpster. I have to take it down to your place down there, and you know you can pay. You know, so the problem is people say I'm not gonna pay thirty dollars to get rid of a mattress. I mean, you know, and and, and so and it ends up on the side, side of the, of the road, road. You know, so. Yeah. But well, what what's behind it? Is it just the, again taking it apart is what it is or? yeah and it's it's the cost of managing it you know everything is you know we all think about how many people it takes to do anything anymore mm -hmm. um, and how much it costs to move a package from here to there um, it's it's very different so costs associated are just the handling okay. managing those materials and okay. making sure they're removed and not not included in waste streams. I see you brought a little pamphlet with you. Got anything you want to add to you know to the conversation here that we haven't covered at all? Or I don't. I don't think so. Well, you don't think so? No. Okay. But um, so, how do people? Let's say they get their garbage can run over. What What do they do then? Do they call the office or do they call a town hall? Let's uh, ask you that. I think the first step would probably be called town hall. Okay. A, a number of communities. Um, we have contracts with, and so that's the avenue okay. um, by which things are taken care of, and then we would dispatch somebody to take care of that. Okay. If not, um, they can definitely reach out to us here and okay. And we'll because I know I know that initially when we this program came on, let's put it that way, we used to have the blue bins and you had to pick it up and throw it in, and now yep. we have the the carts. You know, I know that that that. Uh, 
you guys absorbed the cost, but we paid for it the first time. Let's put it that way. As a town, we paid for it. Yeah. So, but I was just wondering because there, you know, every once in a while, people will be on the internet saying, "I tried to get a new can. Where do I go?" You know, I mean, yeah. and, and the people down Casella don't want to hear it. You know, so. But I guess it's a matter of uh, town hall is your first avenue, is what you're trying to Absolutely. say. Absolutely, and we're you know we're happy to help out when we can and where it's necessary. Okay. Now you guys just had a, a great work team, and that's something that I hadn't seen before. Uh, help the town as far as beautifying the town. Yeah. You had quite a crew there, I guess. You know, I don't know how many yeah. there was, but there had to have been 50 or 100 or something like that. So for Earth Day, we had 80 employees. Okay, well, I was mm. close between 50 yep. and 100. That's a pretty good shot, I'm at. <laughs> yeah, come through the town. Uh, okay. And we had identified a number of areas that were um, high litter areas. Uh, and so we picked up, you know, everybody picked up two bags of garbage okay. pretty much that day. Okay. And then we did another, um, we couldn't get everywhere uh, that, that Saturday. So last Saturday we did another round. Oh, is that right? Oh, I yeah. didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. And there was 30 or 40 employees that, and we primarily focused on the airline trail and some of the um, neighborhood areas a little further off the main drags that, that, that got missed as a result. Now, so. now, probably shouldn't ask this were they volunteering or are there paid employees that went out and did this just curious there's a combination of both okay um, okay we have as along with our you know climate actions we have community engagement goals where okay. we want to invest in the community that's, and that's uh, this is what i was trying to get to that's so. part of it that's yep. part of it yeah yep. no i think that's very important you know we, we tried to strive anita and i i mean she was a school teacher and, and you know i as like i said the mayor we always strive to Try to say, you know, get engaged in the community. Try to do things in the community because, you know, when you when you go apply for a job, especially students and kids and stuff like that, when you apply for a job and you say that, you know, I did this for the town, I did that, I did this, you know, I service, you know, service above self type of thing, uh, made a big difference. You know, yep. it kind of makes you rise to the top of the pile. Let's put it that way, as far as you know, as, as such. So, uh, anything else you want to add as far as? Uh, well, we're you know in in line with that. You know, Casella's here. We're we're part of the community. Are um, you looking for employees? We're we're actually doing fairly well. We're good. always taking applications. Okay. Um, but it's a good company to work for, okay. and I think that's you know the fact that we have low turnover uh, is yep. a, is a testament to that that um, that things are going well. So, uh, any other future plans for here in Wyndham? Any anything that you can let us in on, or, or is it all a secret? Maybe we're. We'll I, I wouldn't say that it's secretive. I th I think part of what we want to do is is get to know. I, it's interesting. This is a called, you know, this is a neighborhood show. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. And really, what we're trying to do is get to know our neighbors, to understand the needs um, of our neighbors. So, a lot of what we're we're doing is just getting to know folks uh, to meet. Their are we needs. any are we any different here than we are in Vermont or in New York or in wherever you you guys service? I mean, or can you answer that? I don't know if uh, you can answer. Everywhere that. there's subtle differences, um, but I mean, people are people for the most part, and and we're here to to help manage those. Uh, now those we areas. we are our. Refuge or our garbage pickup is part of our uh, is part of our taxes. Okay, now other towns don't have part of the tax. Is that correct? So, that's true. There are some communities in in Connecticut that use a a unit based pricing model. Okay, um, Mansfield is is like that. They okay. use carts, but they have different size carts, and there's different prices. Okay, uh, so there are communities in Connecticut that do have different. Uh, 
cost okay. and payment models. All right. Yep. Thank you very much for being on the show today. Thank and, you. Uh, it, it's, it's great to have you on. And uh, I think you gave kind of a, our listeners maybe a little perspective on, on what Casella does and maybe some of the, their future plans. And, 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 and that you're human. You're not this robot. That, <laughs> right. You know, I mean, that makes a difference. And I live that. here. And you live here. We live here. That's right. I live here in Columbia, you said. Well, we won't tell anywhere that you live because they'll be throwing rigs, uh, eggs at you. No, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. All right. I need to get us out of here. We're down to the last minute. Well, folks, it's May 9th, and you need to get out there and vote if you haven't. Yeah. There are the three polling places. They're open until 8 o'clock this evening. Voting on the budgets. And it, it's the important. turnout is very low, so get your heinies down there. That's right. This is Anita Sebastian from my co-host, Ernie Eldridge, our special guest, Mark Morgan from Casella, wishing everyone out there a great week in the neighborhood. Stay safe, folks. You know what to do. Sweet dreams, Bunky. Okie dokie, Loki.